Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome, welcome one and all to another episode of In the Mind of Madness. I'll be your host, your guide, your requisitioning party for this episode. I'm Mr. Black, and without further ado, let's get the show on the road. So, where about... Oh, geez, I've lost count at this point. Um, a month into being quarantined, um, a lot of people are still out of work. Um, we're coming up to pretty much uh, the end of April at this point. Um, today is Sunday, April 26th. Um, I know I've been on a, out of my recording habit for the last two weekends in a row, um, but just getting finished with stuff late on Saturdays and... Uh, some other stuff. Of course, you're in the middle of a project. <clears throat> and with that, I mean, it's a funny thing about that now. Everybody's home. And I love the people who are who are bashing people going to Home Depot and stuff. But most of those people are going... They're, they're out going to Home Depot or a Lowe's or a hardware store to get stuff they need. Because you're home. If you're a homeowner, um, if you need... You have projects. And you are have been putting them off maybe for... A little while and you know hey you're not working you need something to do because everybody's getting bored you know you can only play so many board games so many video games read so many books um stare at the same you know four eight to sixteen walls um go out in your backyard so much as long as it's nice out and i mean you know we're getting nice days here and there where we're getting 60 70 degree weather and then you get like three days of rain which really sucks but I laugh because I'm reading all this shit online about people uh, bitching about uh, lines for going into like Home Depot and stuff. And why are these people got to go out? And why is it's because they have nothing fucking better to do. And that's the kicker is like you have all these projects you want to get done, which is is a pain in the ass to begin with, because who who wants to fucking do that shit? Nobody really wants to give up a day to do it. But you have so much time because a if you're not one of the people who is considered essential personnel, um, you know, a mechanic, a nurse, a firefighter, a police officer, you know, in um, in some form of the military, um, a medical field worker, a warehouse worker. Yeah, warehouse workers and food workers. You guys are all considered essential because you're keeping the, the world running. Um, delivery guys. Don't forget about your delivery guys. So if you order food, if you're not cooking at home, because whatever, you don't feel like cooking, you're sick and tired of cooking, and you order out. Um, just remember to tip your delivery guys, you know. Give them, if you normally give them like $3, $5, throw them an extra 2 bucks if you can. Because um, these guys are out there dealing with the shit, you know, dealing with people. Some people are just having it like myself. I have most of them. I have them leave it at the door, um, or I'll go out and take it from them. Um, but I try to limit the contact, you know, try to keep that six foot distance. So arm's length between the, between both people. Um, but I pay with, with online, you know, I do a lot of online ordering with my, my food. Um, so it's already paid for, so there's no cash exchange. So I make sure I give the guys a good tip. Um, because they're going to remember that, you know, they're going to remember the people who, who actually like tip them good. Um, that's one thing about delivery drivers and I have friends who are delivery drivers. I have family members who've in the past have delivered food. Um, <laughs> one thing they always said, they always remembered the people who are good tippers. 
Um, those guys usually, those people usually got bumped up to the, to the top of the list. So if you want a little inside secret um, on how to get your food a little faster when you're ordering out on like a Friday or a Saturday night, you know, um, or anytime you order food because you don't feel like going out. Once this ends, obviously, since we're all trapped in the houses and restaurants aren't really in service for sit-down dining. Um, you remember to tip your delivery guys because you'll get bumped up to the top of the list. And a lot of the police, a couple of the local places I order from, they usually throw me a little like extra stuff. Like I'll order whatever, you know, when I have friends over and stuff, usually we get pizza on Saturday nights because you guys all know, I've talked about it. We play uh, D and I have a group of people, about 10 people that come into my house on Saturday nights um, before this all started. And we play Dungeon Dragons. Yeah, you know, um, age ranges are, are pretty much, it's a broad spectrum. Um, uh, me and my one buddy are the oldest. We're both 41. Um, yeah, dolly, downer for everybody. Um, yeah, I'm 41 years old. I play Dungeon Dragons. Um, it's a great way of social interaction, though, because a lot of us have forgotten that. You know, yeah, we have online stuff and this and that, but interacting with people in a social environment's great. Yeah, the bar's okay to go out with your friends, play some pool, shoot darts, um, have a couple of beers. But sitting down and just having that interaction where you're sitting across from people, um, playing a game, even if it's a board game or cards, it's fun because you get to know your friends. You get to kind of see how the inside of their minds work. We're doing video chat. So right now we're doing hangouts. So everybody's on hangouts, you know, and it's funny because, um, like, uh, we joke about it, about, you know, who's in pajamas and, and who's in like lounge pants or shorts. Um, our DM is usually half naked. Um, so we always tease him all the time saying, well, you're completely dressed. Do you just have shorts on? Do you just have pants on? Because he's always topless and it's hilarious because we were joking about it, um, with him teasing him the one time because we were waiting for him actually like uh, a couple weekends ago to actually get on. He, he works. Um, of course he's still employed. He's another person who's considered an essential worker because he sells, he's in the telecommunications business selling cell phones. And apparently those guys are essential in the Walmarts. Um, so he's got to go to work and he has people who've come in, and bought stuff off of him. Um, but no, it's just funny because like he, he got home from work. He got out of work at like 20 after 8. He got home by like 8.30, 8.35. And we were busting his chops because we were in a group chat um, through Facebook Messenger. So we were all sending him messages. So being like, dude, come on, hurry up. Get your shit together. You know, eat your dinner and get on here because we're waiting for you. We're, you're the last one we're waiting for. So this motherfucker is so funny. He he video chats us from his goddamn shower. He jumps on and he's like, what? Do you want to see me washing my balls? So, but he, he, he was, he was a good sport about it. So he, of course, popped off the video and we just had audio and we could hear him showering and we were, and we were yelling back at him. We were like, yeah, make sure you wash your ass crack, dude. You know, um, we don't want to smell you through the computer. Um, but no, it's it's everybody's. We're all dealing with this in different ways, being quarantined. 
Um, we're trying to make light of the situation. But the minute this shit is fucking lifted, I've already been told we are throwing a party at my fucking house. Because um, I have a big backyard and everybody's like, I don't care. I'm bringing the family over. I was like, I don't care. You bring the family and the food. I got the fucking girl. I was like, I got a fridge and a freezer. I was like, uh, you guys bring the food. I'll cook it. I was like, bring alcohol. I was like, we'll all get shit-faced. I was like, I'll have a good old time. Um, and just hang out and relax. Because it's it's very peaceful in my backyard. My um, my my house backs up to the woods. So it's, it's kind of quiet. Um, it's nice, really, because there's no, um, I don't have a lot of light pollution by me. And what I mean by that, for some people who don't understand that, that situation or that terminology, light pollution is, is basically, um, big cities, big city have a lot of light pollution where it makes it hard to see the stars at night because there's so many street lights, building lights, neon signs, billboards, car headlights, stuff like that. You get what they call light pollution, which it obstructs your view of the night sky. I don't have that in my backyard. If I turn my back light off, it's pitch black back there. It's great. Um, which is cool because you can see all the stars. And it's a great feeling. I mean, yeah, I live in a shore area. But I have I have that ability where, you know, the beach is close. Um, but I also have woods by me where it's not... Um, and it's protected environment where they can't build, which is great. It's uh, part of the Open, open Air Act, I think it was called. Um, but it was something that they fought for to keep these spaces, uh, when these houses were being built to keep the woodlands, um, protected. So this way they can't build on them. No developer can come in and say, yeah, we're going to stick a house here. So people are like right on top of each other. Um, because it's densely populated and it sucks sometimes. I mean, I live in a, in a shore community, so in the summertime, our fucking population goes up like fucking 100%, which really sucks. Because driving around here is like a fucking horrible. I know you. some of you guys have heard me about talk about driving before, which I'm not the fucking friendliest person when it comes to driving. Um, I honestly think people need to stay off the fucking road because some people can't drive. Um, I know some people need to sacrifice their licenses. But um, no, it's, it's just one of those things. It's weird right now because we're in April. And usually every weekend starts to get after the after Easter. So for anybody who follows like holidays for shore towns or, or if you live in a shore town or a community where the summertime and this the spring and summertime are your like real busy seasons, <clears throat> April usually kicks it off. It starts to get nice. We got nice weekends, nice weather. The influx of traffic becomes more. Well, here's the problem. We're all quarantined. We're quarantined around the globe. They're trying to open places back up slowly. As long as they do it correctly, we won't have a flare-up. Um, but they have to do it correctly and slowly. Start small, then work on to larger things. Um, you know, but it's weird because driving around, just on, especially on a weekend like this morning, I went out to get coffee. So I did the normal thing. I go to my local convenience store slash gas station, which happens to be a quick check. Um, for your peop other people, it could be something else, but yeah, I go there, I pull in, I get, fill up my car with gas. Usually the place is mobbed, especially for 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, because a lot of people, I mean, yeah, it's crappy out, but there still would be a lot of people there, but it was like, 
I'm, it's starting to sink in for me that it's like, okay, it, we're not getting back to normal anytime soon. I know they're trying to. They're talking about opening things back up. But, like, there was maybe, like, maybe seven or eight people there. There was two cars filling up besides me when I pulled in. So, I gave the guy my card, told him to fill it regular. Gas is ungodly cheap right now. You know, talking about $1.90 for uh, a gallon of gas, which is amazing. Um, I haven't seen that in almost seven years. Um, But, yeah, you turn around, and I, I walked up to go in. And a lot of people are, you know, everybody is practicing social distancing from what I can tell. Nobody's on top of each other at a lot of the stores that I've been to. Um, But again, I'm only going out for necessities. I'm going out at different weird, for me, it's odd hours. Um, But I was getting ready to go in and there was a lady coming out. And of course, courtesy kicks in. I was going to hold the door for her because I respect my elders. She was an older older woman than I was, and I was brought up to respect my elders, hold the door for women, um, you know, be courteous, but be respectful, and as long as you're given the respect. Um, so I went to hold the door for her, and she goes, no, no, hon, sweetheart. She goes, I have it. Don't worry about it. And I was like, without even a second thought, I was like, thank you very much, and, you know, walked around her, but she had a mask on. I had my mask on. Um, I wear a red and black digital camo mask because I, I wanted to be different. So, and I'm trying to a, a little light at the subject, lighthearted. Um, but I, I don't want to do the standard surgical mask because honestly, they're a little scary. I actually have white coat syndrome. Um, if nobody's familiar with that, it's basically you have a fear of doctors and hospitals. Um, so I'm a real joy to be around if I go to the emergency room or a hospital for anything because um, all of my readings shoot through the roof. Uh, my anxiety gets flares up immensely. But with that fact, I'm trying to make light of the subject. So I went in, I got my coffee and stuff and was joking with the girls me, uh, that were there um, because I ordered my coffee. Um, I also ordered uh, breakfast while I was there, you know, and I I got my normal supplies for the day, (laughs) but it was just really odd because when I walked in, I I did my normal thing. I went to the first, which is the last register or the last touchscreen at the end of the counter where nobody usually is anyway. Um, I did my stuff, got my ticket, went and grabbed the rest of everything. So as I'm walking up and I was talking to the, the guy bringing me up. Um, B, he's a great, a great dude. Um, I was looking back and I was just thought it was funny because there was four people waiting to get either coffee or their food made. And they were literally standing in the squares that the people that they have on the floor, which marks like six feet of space. So I'm laughing going, Said to, I just turned around and said to him, I said, you do realize this, this wasn't going on. These guys would all be on top of each other practically. They'd be climbing over each other to get their shit. I was like, this is the first time people are ever being courteous for, for somebody else. I was like, and it's kind of sad to realize that. It, it takes a pandemic, really, to, to make people give you space. And I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a very, um, I don't like being on top of somebody else. 
Um, I hate that in line when people are like right up your ass to begin with. Um, I, I think you should give the person in front of you and waiting in line at least two, uh, two feet of space in the front and the back. You know, I, I mess with friends all the time where I, if I see them somewhere and I know it's them, I'll run up behind them and like, br- like breathe down their neck or something. You know, and then I'll t- they'll turn around and they'll go to say something. They'll see it's me and they'll be like, "You're an asshole." Um, but now it's like I do the same thing a little bit, but I'll do the whole thing about like I'll walk up behind them and I'll like I'll just go and I'll do the whole phantom touch thing. If anybody's not familiar with that, if you had brothers or sisters growing up, um, I have a half brother and I have a half sister, and I also have I have an uncle who's four years older than me, so he was kind of like my older brother. Um, and both my brother, my half brother, my half sister are younger than I am, but you would do the the thing. And it was funny because I never did it with them, but I've seen friends do it. I've seen it done in TV shows where they would do the whole thing about having their hand out within like half an inch from like the person, like their shoulder or like their cheek or something. And it will be mom, mommy's touching me. I'm not touching her. I'm not touching her. I, my hand, I'm, I'm just pointing at her. I'm not touching her. And I laugh my ass off. And I do that to my friends a lot where now, because really, you know, no contact and all that other shit. Um, but it's funny because like a lot of my friends will be like, you know, the, my friends will still hug each other. Um, you know, uh, we'll fish pound each other. Um, we'll turn around and we'll say stuff. But then again, we're being safe. Like, we know none of us are sick. You know, none of us have had the symptom, any of the symptoms. Yes, it is serious. Yes, people are dying from it. But you have to think beyond that because there are people, there are more people who are surviving this than dying from this. But again, like I said last week, it's the fucking news. Stop watching the news. They're just trying to incite everybody. Um, That's how they get their ratings. But anyway... So, I was teasing the girls behind the counter this morning. We were making my sandwiches, doing the whole, you know, annoying customer thing. Like, come on, this is taking all day. Like, oh my God, like, don't mess my sandwich up because the last time I got a sandwich from you guys, you, you, left, the, you left this off and you left this off. And the girl making my sandwich was like, listen, she goes, Mr. Black, she goes, you need to fucking stop it right now. She goes, I'm not in the mood. She's like, and I will fucking leave half the shit off your sandwich just for spite. And I was laughing. So then I was talking to the other girl that was working with her. And she goes, yeah, it's nuts. She goes, we have we have 13 sandwiches to make for three different orders. She goes, and they're all, you know, foot-long subs. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, my God. Like, seriously? She goes, yeah. She goes, it was like an influx. And... It just happens to be that they're running in a special. So it's like you buy four, you get one free. So, you know, people are actually taking advantage of it for once and paying attention. But, hey, everybody's trying to do a little bit something, save a little money here and there. Um, homeschooling, I really do feel for you parents after talking to a bunch of my friends. Miss um, Jinks, of course, she homeschools her three kids. Um, but I've talked to other kids, other kids, other parents who have kids, other friends of mine, family members. And... They're fucking, you know, it's excruciating. Because I hear some people have, like, their kids have three hours worth of work. And then I have people like Miss Jinx who her three kids have eight hours worth of work. So it's weird that everybody's experiencing this differently. 
um, with their children. You figured everybody would be on the same page because it's if it's one school district or not school district, but statewide school area. Um, but apparently not. Apparently it's different across the board depending on what school you go to, what township you live in. So, hey, shit happens. But I do feel for them. Um, got to say once again, got to thank the firefighters, the nurses, and the cops. Um, and the uh, grocery workers and everything. Uh, you guys are putting yourselves out there. Um, making sure that we still have, you know, somewhat of a society that can function. Um, everybody's getting food um, and the care that they need. They're doing their best. Um, I, I really am, and my heart goes out to a lot of people. Um, I, on a serious note, um, we actually had uh, a family friend uh, pass away from this, um, from this uh, disease, from this virus. Uh, they were a nurse um, in a hospital, a local hospital, and it's um, it's upsetting. It really is. It puts it into perspective for you. Um, I have a friend right now. Their other, their significant other, um, their one of their family members. Um, actually, two of their family members have come down with this. Um, their uh, their one of their. Uh, Siblings has come down with it, and is, and also one of their siblings, significant others, has also contracted uh, the COVID, um, which is, is a shame, but they're doing what they can. Uh, they're trying to stay healthy. Um, anybody who has lost family members or friends from this, um, I, do, uh, I, I do know what you're going through. It is, it is very upsetting and very sad, um, but we have to think of the positives um, because that's what will get everybody through this. Um, they're showing, you know, there are more people who are surviving this than passing from it, but it is sad. Um, it is heartfelt and it is, uh, it is, it is very, very, um, very sad that this, this is happening. Um, but we're here to educate, inform and entertain people. So everybody realizes that, you know, there's only so much you could do, like I was saying before. So the people getting on the, the people going to Home Depot, you know, they got to get projects done. A lot of these people are still working because construction workers are still working for the most part. I know they've restricted it to non-essential, but like just last week, we in, in our area, we had a tornado touchdown, um, which they're, they're like on the on the F scale, you know, that category, you know, the F4, F1, F, and F5, man, ooh. Um, it was pretty much an F, they considered it like an F zero. Um, but there's videos of it. Uh, the news was in the area, which was like kind of interesting. It did damage. It did a decent amount of damage, you know, roofs and fences and trees and stuff like that. And a couple cars, but it's disasters that happen, you know, and with everything going on right now, it's, it's funny because the way you got to think about it is, um, yeah, this happened, this is going on, but this happened, but they, people have still came out and helped their neighbor, you know, so the human condition is still there, um, that caring and compassion that people do feel for others, it's still there no matter what you, you think, and everybody's got to realize we all have to, we're all in this together, we have to fight this together, um, and we got to do what we can together, um, but very cool thing about that is too, um, they're doing a lot of 
interesting stuff, especially in my area for a lot of the local shops, like they're doing a, an order out night, order from your local places, um, your mom and pop places, your family owned places, um, you know, so, which is a good thing. Um, one of the local hobby shops is, is doing a thing where they're selling t-shirts and it's support, it's supporting all the, the little hobby shops and the little hobby stores in the area. Um, so they're all banding together. So it's, it's nice to see that they're trying to reach out people businesses are trying to reach out with their communities and trying to help their communities out as best they can um <clears throat> everybody's got to realize that we, we we you have to think about it in ways of this as long as we get through this it's going to open our eyes about how ill prepared we were for for this uh once everything starts to go back to some semblance of normalcy. Nothing will ever be normal again. And we have to realize that. And everybody who says, and I can't stand it, the people say, well, we got to get back to normal. We got to get back to this. Listen, normal is going to be a long way off. We're going to have to find the new normal. Um, so what people don't realize is there's no normal. Uh, normal is is what you make of normal. And, and that's the kicker with things. That's the, that's the, the gas, really. There is no normal. Normal is a fictitious safety word for people. Um, because what's normal for you might not be normal for me. What's normal for me might not be normal for the next person. Um, but the other uh, key thing about that too is we we have to find some semblance of a, a, a functioning world and society. And there's Miss Scissors, speaking of, because I forgot to mute my phone because I'm an idiot. Um, so, but everybody's everybody's doing those things. I mean, I, ordering things. I'm not getting bent out of shape about Amazon delaying stuff. Um, you know, I, I of course, I'm doing the thing where I'm trying to entertain myself. Um, Lego kits. I build Legos because out of trying to keep my mind sane. Um I just built one of the little, uh, they call them battle sets, which I like. It was, it's an, it's a set from The Last Jedi. Um, I like the Star Wars sets in case I think I've talked about that before, but I, um, I built the Sky Speeder and the First Order micro uh, figure walker. Um, so it's like a little mini version of the First Order walkers from um, the, uh, the, The Last Jedi. And the little speeder they used on the planet with the red spice or the red dust, the red sand. Um, but yeah, so I, I I built those in the last couple of days. I'm still working on the Death Star 2 um, diorama, Lego diorama one where it's got all the compartments opened. Um, but I have stuff to keep myself occupied. And, you know, I just beat actually as Funny enough, which I want to bring up, I just beat a game, which is about a year old, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is about a, a basically mankind fucking up. They create machines that are self-replicating, um, and they basically are, there's a, a, a virus that goes through them, and it basically turns them completely hostile, and they wipe out all humanity. Um, and then humanity uh, survives... Uh, as you play the game and you learn how humanity uh, comes back around. Um, but it, it's interesting because now I just I just read an article the other day. I just beat the game. It was very interesting. 
Um, and I recommend if anybody wants to, if anybody needs something to do, pick it up. It's not expensive. I think it was like for the complete Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition on the uh, PlayStation Network, it was like 20 bucks. Um, so uh, you can play through it. It'll give you a couple of days. I mean, you know, you know, not working. Anybody who's not working, it, it'll take you a couple of days to beat if you decide to sit there and, and, and beat the game. Um side quests and all that it's probably about it'll probably give you about a good 45 to 50 hours of gameplay uh dlc uh adds another 20 the the uh, frozen uh uh what's it called uh, frozen wilds expansion that comes with the the complete edition that'll run you about another 10 to 15 hours of gameplay with all the side quests and the main quest for that um but it's an interesting storyline and then i just read they're coming out with a second and a third one um, because it was actually geared as a trilogy. Um, but it's an interesting storyline. Um, I'm not going to ruin anything for anyone. Um, not going to spoil anything. I hate giving out spoilers. I hate when people spoil shit for me, unless I ask about it. Um, movie-wise, I just found out some shit that, that's kind of a little... Bum- it bums me out slightly. Venom 2 got pushed back until next June, um, even though it was almost done. It was supposed to come out in October. But, of course, they did that because of pushing back Morbius and uh, the Sinister Six movies. Um, and the Venom 2 movie got pushed back because of, supposedly, the Spider-Man cameo in all three movies. Or the two movies, Morbius and um, Venom 2. But, it's a little bummer, but a lot of shit got pushed back. Uh, a lot of shit got released uh, directly to On Demand and, and uh, Rent. Uh, rent to own and stuff like that um <clears throat> i mean i can't wait to go back hopefully get to go to the movies again um i do miss uh, sitting in front of the big screen and seeing movies it's that um that little bit of break you know you go in you go see a movie on a, on a like a day like today where it's i mean here it's shitty out it's raining um but you also have days where it's very nice out and you don't want to go outside um and that's when you go to the movies because there's nobody else there usually. Um, I happen to like those days. Um, I try to stay away from the movies when it's mobbed. I like going and enjoying the movie when there's not that many people in the theater. Uh, because, A, you don't have to worry about people with their phones and talking and all that other shit. Um, that's my one of my biggest pet peeves about the movie theater. You go to a movie. And I don't know how many people this has ever happened to. But you go to a movie. You go sit down. And you um, you turn around and like people three fucking rows in front of you, one person won't shut up the whole fucking movie, you know. And then, or you have the flip side of that where they're on the fucking phone. Um, I love those people. You know, there's a big blurb in the front of the screen that comes up that says, "Please silence your cell phone. The movie's about to start." Um, as courteous, you know, your light, the light of your phone will distract others around you. Yeah, well, when you sit in dead center of the fucking theater and it lights up half the fucking row, yeah, it's a little annoying. Um, but those people who, I fucking can't stand those people who do that shit. Like, put the fucking shit on vibrate, put it in your fucking pocket, you know, and unless you're a parent. Like, I understand parents who go to the movies and they're like, drop their kids off, you know, at like their grandparents' house while they go out for a little bit. Um, that is understandable, but... The people I'm talking about are pretty much like teenagers who, A, can't put the fucking phone down. Um, 
and have to be like completely connected constantly. I, I, I remember that I went to see um, The Last Jedi and it was very interesting. Got there early, sat down in the theater and I was by, I went by myself and what was great about that was um, I went to watch it. I saw it three times total. Um, and the last time I went to see it was, was pretty much, I went solo be, just because it's what I wanted to do. But what happened was I turn around and we go, I'm in the movie theater and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for the movie to start. And this fucking girl, I, I and it's, it's not just girls too. Cause I witnessed it when, when I first, one of the first times I went to see it. There was a fucking guy doing the same thing. So it was, but they were pretty much in the same age range. But these two teenagers pissed me the fuck off because they were sitting there taking fucking selfies of them with the screen in the background as trailers were playing. And I'm going, really? And the funniest part was when the title credits started to roll for um, Rise of Skywalker, the. The, the, they both did it, and I was laughing about it, thinking, go, sitting there going, this is what the world's become. Now we have to fucking show that we're at the fucking movie theater, you know? Oh, I'm at the movie theater. Here's the credits for the opening of the movie. Like, here's the title scroll. Oh, my God. It's great. Um, that is drives me insane. Um, or talking. The talking, the, the chatty shit. I understand people are going to ask questions when they go with friends, but the talking and the dialogue between two people, especially when they're like close to you. Now, the last movie I saw before all this shit started was Birds of Prey. There was people in the theater before the movie started who apparently just fucking the girl did not want to be there. Um... So, and apparently before the movie started, she fucking walked out because they had an, they were arguing, which was great, but I love the people. I love the reactions from people at certain scenes. And I laugh at pretty much all the weird shit. So like I, I laughed like when, uh, it's in the trailer. If anybody's seen the trailer for birds of prey, if you haven't seen it by now, cause it's, um, pretty much it's out on demand and shit. Um, but there's one part where um, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn jumps on a guy's legs and fucking breaks from the beginning of the movie. It's fucking hilarious. I'm glad I'm not the only one who was laughing when that happened. Um, there was a couple there, and the girl was laughing hysterically. And I was like, good, I don't feel that bad. I, I was laughing. I thought it was great. Um, and I just thought it was really funny because it was fucking comical. And she's literally, he calls her a bitch and she turns around and jumps on his legs and fucking smashes both of them. Um, and it was a great fucking scene. But the, uh, the biggest thing was she, other people, I'm seeing it with certain movies that aren't as crowded, have the sense of humor I have, have that dark sense of humor. Um, where if certain things happen, like people get hit in the face with a shovel or, um, you know, a, a, a guy gets like, he's in the middle of running and turns around three seconds before he waffles in his face on like a tree branch or something. 
that shit, old school comedy, that's what that is. That's old school comedy. That's old slapstick fall down. Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd were great for that. Um, back on SNL and SCTV. Um, Chevy Chase is is the great, and Bill Murray too. He's another good one for uh, practical comedy. Um, physical comedy. Where it's fall down comedy and... Um, you know, the old school of like, you know, Three Stooges comedy. Put it that way. And if I understand some people haven't seen the Three Stooges. They don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. They're black and white, little shorts. Look them up. You can find them on YouTube. Um, the Three Stooges. It's a lot of slapstick. Um, which is just basically, it's physical comedy where they beat the shit out of each other. Um... But it's that kind of humor that I kind of like. I still find a lot of it is dark now. And a lot of it is considered dark humor because of the situations that people are put in. And just how people react. It's that surprise factor. Um, you know. But the uh, it's those... A lot of movies like that are sleeping. I call them sleeper comedies because they're, they're funny. Like... like the Nick Frost and Edgar Wright movies, you know, um, Hot Fuzz, uh, World, The World's End, um, and um, Shaun of the Dead. Like, those movies are funny. They have that physical comedy in there. There's underlying innuendos and jokes and um, slips and nods to other movies. Um, but... If you want a good laugh, go look up an old comedy. Go look up a movie like Ghostbusters. Go go watch a movie like Blazing Saddles, you know, if you need need a good belly laugh. Um, you know, Young Frankenstein. Um, History of the World. Watch movies like that. you you got to remember, those movies are movies that nowadays people have such a bug up their ass about being politically correct in PC um, that movies like that can't get made anymore. If you want to watch a great movie that makes fun of political correctness, you have to watch a movie called PCU. Go, look it up. It's a fucking funny-ass movie. And it's basically making fun of how politically correct the world has become and how fucked up that we're letting the world become that way. That everybody's getting fucking... Their feelings hurt. Over what people are saying, you know, um, and over what people are just this, this, we're becoming a world of fucking like uptight fucking assholes. And because you're worried about, I mean, I remember growing up and this is what fucking drives me insane. Growing up, I always got told, do not let what people say offend you because they're trying to get a reaction. Well, now, apparently, all the people who couldn't take a fucking joke or were... Apparently, all the people who were picked on and made fun of are now in charge. And now, they're basically making it illegal for people to say bad things about other people. But yet, they can do it because they're in charge. I don't fucking get how that works. Can somebody fucking explain it to me? It doesn't make sense. This person can say whatever the fuck they want, but yet when I say it, it's fucking wrong. I don't get it, okay? And I'm a very fucking intelligent, level-headed person. But 
I just don't fucking understand where, at what point did we lose our sense of fucking individuality? Um, our sense of, of, yeah, I don't give a shit what the fuck you say because you're apparently either jealous, envious, or just a fucking douchebag, you know? And I love the people who turn around and, and I, I gotta get this out. Really, I do because it's been fucking eating at me a little bit. I love the people who turn around and, and you're friends with them for a little while, for a decent amount of time, you know, and you do stuff with them and you do projects with them and, and, you know, something happens where you guys have a falling out. But here's the fucking problem I have with that. When you run your fucking mouth about me to everybody else and it's nothing but fucking lies, you don't realize two things. One... I fucking have a very, very good handle on things. And two, eventually it gets back to me. So here's the problem I have with that is, one, shut your fucking mouth. That's the first thing. And two, you really got to realize something. I don't really, I'm not the malicious type. I'm not the fucking vengeful type. I can't say that. I am the vengeful type. Um, because I believe that revenge is a dish best served cold. Um... But revenge also gets you nowhere um, because eventually uh, you get into that rut of you just kind of do it. I do hold the grudge, though. Um, I get that from my grandfather, unfortunately. Um, I, I don't know how to let things go only because I you, once you get hurt too many times, it, it's one of those things that just it bothers you and eats at you. Um, but. People need to learn not to run their mouths about other people because eventually it gets back to you. Um, and when they basically don't do anything that you're lying about and then get called out on their bullshit and all their friends find out, it makes them look like a complete a complete and total asshole. So sometimes karma, which they preach about all the time, comes back and fucking kicks them in the balls tenfold. Um, which is why anything I do, I think about beforehand and I weigh out the consequences. Because, like I said before, I'm here to entertain. Um, I, I like doing this for you guys. It's a joy coming uh, coming and recording and talking to everybody. Um, would like a little more email. And it's Mr. Black, M-R-B-L-A-C-K, at inthemindofmadness.com. Um, and that's basically inthemindofmadness.com is the website. So... Go there, drop me a line, I have a feedback form, um, shoot me a message, um, and I will try to respond. So, but I want to hear from people, you know, I want to hear from, from everybody, uh, that I can, that everybody's doing good and, you know, um, and tell me I suck, you know, tell me you like it, tell me it sucks, tell me whatever, um, suggestions, ideas, questions, questions are always fun. Um, guys, send me an email, drop me a question. A um, couple things we're going to do differently. Um, I'm actually going to uh, heard from a friend of mine who does a YouTube channel called The Addict Dwellers. I've talked about it before. Um, they're doing a show called uh, Backpedal. And they do a show called The Addict Dwellers. Um, I'm going to get those guys on. Tig and Eric, um, I believe next weekend. Uh, I'm going to record with them uh, next Saturday. A uh, little Q&A. So it'll be kind of interesting because, of course, there's no format to my show. 
Um, I don't have structure. I don't sit here and write shit down. I can't say that. I do write some stuff down, but not before the show. I usually write it during the show. Um, so while I'm recording, it's a lot of off-the-cuff stuff for me. But <clears throat> the, what you guys have all been waiting for, pretty much. Recipes. Now, I'm a big fan of, and I haven't talked about this before. I don't know. I, I like diner food, and I've talked about that before, that I, I like going to a diner. You, breakfast every any time of the day is good for me. Um, I'm one of those people who can get breakfast for dinner breakfast at three o'clock in the morning. I don't know how many times I've been to a diner. Um, I, I mean, I remember when I first moved to the area and w- was meeting people. The big thing here was you, everybody hung out, bowling alley, pool hall, um, somebody's house, usually somebody drinking involved. Um, uh, but then everybody went, even after work, we all went to the diner. It was like the the big thing to do is we would go to the diner and we would all go sit in the smoking section because we all fucking smoked, um, which you can't do anymore, which really sucks a little bit. Um, but you would we would go there, we would hang out, we would order food, which was always breakfast at three o'clock in the morning or disco fries. Um, and you would turn around, you would hang out with your friends till two, three o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, go home at like, by like three thirty, four, go to sleep because you didn't have to go to work usually until, I mean, you, teenagers, you, we, we were the afternoon shift guys. You know, we worked a night shift for years. I mean, I did that till the time I was like 25. I, I worked, my shift was at night. So I would always work the closing shifts, which sucked. Um, but so did all my friends. So like, and we, most of us worked together. But we would all go to the diner, we would all hang out, we would go, you know, to the diner down by the boardwalk, and, you know, as the season changed, it would be us, the locals, all hanging out there, and then you'd have the the, the Bennies, as we call them, the guys from North Jersey, that I kind of snaked under, because um, nobody really realized I lived from, lived in North Jersey until I uh, started hanging out in the summertime, and started running into friends of mine who came down and would see me at the diner at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, but diner food was, is always awesome. And one of my favorite things to order from a diner, well, I actually have two things. Um, breakfast, obviously, like I said, um, I'm a big egg Benedict person. Um, any new diner I find or new restaurant, if they do serve breakfast, I have to try if they have it. If they don't have it, I know the cook kind of sucks unless they don't do breakfast. Um, but if they do breakfast and they don't have eggs Benedict, I know the cook really blows, um, because eggs Benedict is a little tricky and it's difficult and you can fuck, it can be fucked up real easily. Eggs Benedict for anybody who doesn't know is pretty much an English muffin with a piece of Canadian bacon, um, a poached egg and hollandaise sauce with home fries. That is the shit. And you know. I got that from my grandfather. My grandfather got me hooked on Eggs Benedict when I was a kid. And he always told me, anywhere you go, try that. Because you know what, how good the food is. Because hollandaise sauce is a pain in the ass because it can break very easily. And what I mean by break is it's a mixture that's got to hold together. So it's supposed to be like, it's like a yellow, it's almost like a yellow color. 
Um, like the color of an egg yolk, a little bit lighter though. And it's like creamy. It's like a cream sauce. It's awesome when you break the egg open and the yolk and mix everything together and then mix it with the potatoes or the home fries um, or hash browns. I've had it both ways. Um, but the cool thing is you can always judge a place's food by their eggs benedict. Sometimes. Other times you can't. But yeah, if I'm getting breakfast, I always try eggs benedict first and then I'll get whatever. But sandwich wise, I, there's two things I like. I got hooked on turkey, a turkey, bacon, and cheddar pita from the one diner in Point Pleasant. Unfortunately, they closed down. Then they reopened and they don't have that item on the menu anymore. But it was awesome because it was basically, it was turkey. I mean, like fresh turkey off of a turkey breast. Um, nice lettuce, cheddar cheese, and bacon in a pita pot, in a whole pita. And usually the pitas were huge with french fries, um, which their french fries were awesome. Um, they were nice and crispy. French fries that are crispy are always awesome. Um, and anybody wants a little secret when you go out, ask them to make the French fries well done, which means they'll leave them in the deep fryer for a couple more minutes. And it gets the French fries extra crispy, especially when they have steak fries or they have like not freshly made French fries. Um, like the frozen ones, if you ask them to leave them in for a couple extra minutes or to make them well done, they'll get that nice crisp to them. Um, but there's your diner secret for today. So, um, I also like a turkey club, which is usually the the number three club on every diner menu, um, which is turkey, bacon, lettuce. I'm not a big fan of tomatoes, but as tomato on it, I either ask them for no tomatoes or take it off. Mayonnaise. Sorry, people. I like mayonnaise. I know people are out there going, oh my God, how can you eat mayonnaise on this shit? I like it. Listen, you can't do mayonnaise. You don't like mayonnaise. Do fucking whatever you like. Salad dressing, Miracle Whip, whatever. Who the fuck cares? Um, recipes for this week. Um, I'm going to talk about a quick mac and cheese recipe. So basically, what you want to do, and this is kind of a, a great twist on it. My mom makes it. Um, what you need is uh, Ritz crackers, uh, Velveeta, block of Velveeta, and a block of cheddar cheese. Um, elbow noodle, elbow noodles, or elbow macaroni, however you want to fucking say it, elbow pasta. Um, you can use any kind of pasta you want. I've seen all, I've seen three different versions of this. My mom has made it, um, but it's really good. So what you do is you make your pasta, obviously boil your water. Put your water in a pot, salt it, boil it, cook the pasta to how you like it. Um, then what you do is in a big uh, oven safe pan or dish, you want to uh, crumble up Ritz crackers. Um, put your Velveeta in there. Oh, and also add Velveeta, the Velveeta like um, liquid cheese. Does that actually helps? So you mix in a bowl, mix in your Velveeta cheese, your Velveeta-like liquid cheese, in with the Ritz crackers and the pasta. Then, in the bowl, in the, in the baking safe dish that you have, put 
a little bit of crumble up some of the Ritz crackers. And yes, these are obviously you're crumbling up the Ritz crackers to mix it in with the pasta. Crumble up the Ritz crackers to give yourself a little bit of a base. Trust me, it sounds fucking weird, but it's actually really good. Then what you want to do is um, you want to turn around and pour your mixture of pasta, Velveeta cheese, and Ritz crackers um, into your baking safe pan. Cover that with uh, the Velveeta cheese, the block cheese that you grate up, and the grated cheddar cheese on top. You can use cheddar cheese. You can use Kobe Jack. You can use the the cheese doesn't really matter. You can use whatever you like for this recipe. I'm just telling you how we make how my mom's made it. Um, and then you basically take the Ritz crackers and crumble some on top with the with the shredded cheese that you put up there, and then you bake it in the oven for 30 minutes on 350 degrees. Um, and it's basically homemade mac and cheese, and it comes out really ooey and gooey and delicious um it's great for holidays um it's great for parties it's fucking great for dinner i've actually brought a tray home that my mom made um for dinner once and i basically use it as a side dish for whatever i was having like and then i just one night i just had the rest of it for dinner uh because it was fucking it's out of this world um it reheats great um, and because you're making it yourself, it like when it, it hardens up and then you reheat it. And I recommend reheating it in the oven as opposed to the microwave. Even a toaster oven works, um, because it remelts the cheese the right way and correctly. And it's fucking great. Um, everybody loves mac and cheese. It's something great. Kids love mac and cheese. Kids, your kids will fucking eat this shit up. If you have kids, make this for them once. They will ask you all the time to make it. It's and it's cheap and easy. I know prices right now for food are fucking out of this world, but, um, and that's the big thing. The other thing too is, um, you know, it, it goes great with pretty much everything. It's a great summertime dish. Um, it's also good for any kind of party, office party, shit like that, because it's so much, um, and you just make it accordingly. So if you want to do like a, a pound of pasta, you can do a pound of pasta. If you want to do two pounds of pasta, you can. Just remember, you, it's one bag, one bag of shredded cheese per pound of pasta. So you remember, you're obviously going to do a block of Velveeta and the liquid Velveeta, which is always good. Uh, that comes in a jar. Um, mix it in. It comes out fucking out of this world. Um, it's quick, it's easy, it's 30 minutes, it takes 30 minutes to make. So whatever you're making, you can throw that in the oven, you know, um, you can make the noodles beforehand. I've, my mom's used fucking noodles, uh, the day before she's made, pre-made it, which is great because you can pre-make this. You can make this like the weekend before and you can throw it in the freezer. You can actually freeze this without before you cook it. And then you take it out and you just go right from the freezer right into the oven. So if you do 30 minutes before it's when you have it fresh, you got to do about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, you know, and obviously check it with a fork, stick a fork in there and make sure everything's melted and heated up and you're still not frozen, but you can freeze it. You can cook it too. If you want to cook it first and then freeze it and then reheat it, that works. Um, but it's one of those universal dishes where you can do it any way, shape or form. So even if you are you know, um, 
you need to eat gluten free or vegan or or vegetarian. You can do this with those ingredients, change them up, add the ingredients to suit what your eating habits are or style is or dietary needs. Um, but it does come out good in, from what we've had it and ever, nobody's ever complained about it. Um, one warning I will give you, it does hit your stomach like a brick. Um, so it is very filling, It, it but it's great. Um and then another another quick thing um, we're going to talk about. So I said I was going to get those guys on next weekend. I am actually going to reach out uh, after this recording today to... Um, I watch a guy on YouTube who I happen to like. He's a musician. He's uh, he's very good. Um, his videos are hilarious. Um, Leo Mortarici. Um, he is uh, the web... His YouTube channel is uh, Frog Leap Studios. So if you look up Frog Leap Studios on uh, on YouTube, you can watch some of his videos. He does take songs, all popular songs, and he does metal covers of them. Um, or, you know, metal rock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, he does metal covers of them. He's a gentleman from um, from Norway. And I'm going to reach out to him actually today and uh, shoot him a message and try to, uh, to touch base with him to actually get him on um, for uh, an interview. Um, cause I would like to speak to him and see where he's got like his start from. Um, but he's, he's funny. Check him out, subscribe to his channel, uh, help him out. Um, it, he'll give you a good laugh. A lot of the stuff he does, he does stuff with puppets, um, to songs. Uh, he dresses up as a rabbit, um, and plays guitar through one of the malls in Norway. It, he's, he's, he's hilarious. Um, so I'm going to try to get him on the show and then, uh, I'm going to see if you guys like it. Um, if you do like me having other guests on besides my friends, um, I will continue to do that, but, uh, reach out if there's anybody you want me to try to reach out to, to, to ask them questions. I do have a couple connections of people I can reach out to, to try to get in touch with some people. Um, uh, these I'm just happening to, I'm going to reach out to them myself, um, to see if I can get them on. Uh, like I said, I can only get my friend, uh, my friends taking Eric on who run a YouTube, very popular YouTube channel. Um, so just remember, uh, when this all blows over, support your local, uh, business, they're going to need it. Small businesses are going to need a lot of help right now. When, once everything starts opening back up. Um, and with that, I'm going to give another plug to my buddy's shop. Uh, it's a conquest comics Route nine in Bayville. So when they open back up, um, go hit them up. I know they have an eBay store. They have a webpage conquestcomics.com. Um, go check them out, order some stuff from them. Uh, they do shipping, um, if you're local, they'll probably work something out where you can, uh, they'll meet you somewhere or you can meet them and, uh, they'll deliver your stuff to you or pick it up, you know, at a local place, uh, that's convenient for both of you. Um, but yeah, so check them out. They got a lot of cool stuff from statues to comics to action figures, uh, conquest comics on route nine, North and Bayville. Um, that's all your comic and, uh, pop and statue needs, uh, pop collection, their pop collections ridiculous. Um, they, you name it, they probably have it. Um, and their prices are sometimes a little better, a lot better than eBay. Um, hardcore people who collect pops, who listen, if you do listen, um, they do have some cool, uh, exclusive figures for vinyl pops and, uh, the vinyl pops I'm talking about are the little six inch, everybody knows what they look like. Um, the six inch figures, um, little like bobblehead things. Um, they get their hands on a lot of exclusives and they have, um, a lot of cool shit. So go check them guys out. Um, 
Conquest Comics, Route 9 North in Bayville. And um, that uh, that's it for, uh, for them. Um, again, go check out the Nerd Out With Me, The Attic Dweller, and Backpedal on YouTube. Um, if you go Nerd Out With Me is the, uh, I believe their YouTube channel page. Um, go on there and all the links to all their shows are up. Um, but that's taking Eric and I'm going to have them on, uh, next Saturday. Um, and we're going to kind of pick their brain a little bit. So see what their likes, interests are, all that fun stuff. Um, why they got started, how they got started and, um, what drives them to keep going. So, um, always fun to pick people's brains, uh, especially about why they do certain things and what they do and, um, what ideas that they came up with and all that other fun stuff. So, but, uh, everybody be safe, be healthy. Um, this has been another episode of in the mind of madness. I Mr. Black, um, and everybody be safe and I'll see you, uh, when I see you. Thank you.